Welcome to the Plenteous Redemption Podcast, where the cross and the culture are on a collision course for discussion. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require signs, the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Under the Jews a stumbling block, under the Greeks foolishness, but under them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, here's your host, Thomas Irvin. Welcome back to the Plenteous Redemption Podcast. I am here again with another monthly missions update. Uh, I enjoyed taking the opportunity to um, take the contents of our prayer letter and uh, do what I can to try and give it to you in an, in an audio and video format as well. And um, it's just another way to tell you what's going on with our ministry and, and, and keep you updated and uh, let you know how you can pray for us and what's going on. And so this is our October update. Uh, all this information comes from our October prayer letter, which, which you can find at plenteousredemption.com. And uh, I will also place links to, uh, to, these, to the different locations in the description of the audio, wherever you're listening to it. Hopefully you can find it there. <laughs> now, most of our audio, everything has been transitioned over to sermon audio. Uh, everything is done at this point from sermon audio, though I try and uh, uh, take the RSS feeds and include it on Google and Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, so if you um, have any questions about that, just let me know. Now, the prayer letter opens with Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Uh, now, as we go through this, you may hear a little rain. Uh, it's a cold, rainy day here in Kitabazi, uh, Masaka, Uganda. I am in my office at Masaka Independent Baptist Church. Um, so that's the reason for the, the jacket and, and all of that. It's a bit chilly out, but, um, the Lord, the Lord himself, he is the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity. Now, normally when somebody calls himself high and lofty, we look down upon that. And for good reason, it's not likely they merit such a, such a description and and usually if someone is talking about you being high and lofty they're not they're not it's not a good thing <laughs> they're they're mocking you or they're upset with you or whatever the case may be or 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 they they are uh, confronting maybe your attitude or or how highly you think of yourself and we know from the bible that god says you should not think more highly of yourself than you ought but it's proper for god to declare himself high and lofty 
uh, he fits that description. That's who he is. That's what he is. And uh, so it's, it's fitting for him. Uh, it's not fitting for you and I to try and take on such, a, uh, such an idea, but it is fitting for the Lord Jesus Christ and, and for, for our God, the God of the Bible. Now, the, by way of introduction, I find it interesting the word eternity is only found once in the Word of God. Even more interesting, it is the habitation of God himself. As the world enters the straits of economic turmoil and political inability, the God who inhabiteth eternity will be our refuge. Praise the Lord. You're going to need it. <laughs> With the direction things are going, and unnecessarily so, we're moving in a direction that is horrendous solely based on the terrible decisions of people in charge. None of, none of, this, none of it had to be this way. Uh, but wicked men are in, in charge, and, and they're off and running. Now, of course, he should be our refuge despite the signs of the times, but that is another subject altogether. With such turmoils comes a lack of typical comforts, for which the world will learn again to do without or find some other means. For now, the world's wealthiest countries will be reminded what it's like to freeze in winter. It's an, un it's an unfortunate experience that looks like it's rapidly coming. A lesson that will surely test them to the core of their climate change ideologies. Nonsense of this sort is fun for the idle hands of the Western world as long as their plenty is plentiful. <laughs> you know, it's fun to play with these ideas of saving the earth and climate change when it's nice and warm inside when it's nice and cool inside. Uh, but it's not so fun and it's not so, it, it, it suddenly becomes very unrealistic, which it was in the first place. Nobody was confused about that, but, but you know, uh, numbers of people bought into it. Um, but nobody was confused about it. They were, many of them, many countries were warned ahead of time of the trouble they were getting themselves into. And they, they chose not to heed those warnings. And now here you are, and now you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're going to live out your ideology this winter. I hope it was worth it. I, I hope it brings you the joy and satisfaction. I, I hope it warms you <laughs> during this cool winter. Uh, I, I have a feeling it won't. And, and we've already seen several countries changing direction and, and abandoning these ridiculous ideologies. You're not going to destroy this earth. You're not going to heat it up to the point that it, that, it, that it destroys human life. God is going to deal with man. That's what's going to happen. The problem with the climate change ideology is, like many man-made ideologies, it completely forgoes the idea of God. It throws out any, any indication of God or, or direction that God or plans God has for this planet. You just you act like. All, there, all, all that exists is the planet and the men on it. <laughs> you better start looking up to heaven and recognizing there's a God in heaven. And you will, have, you will have to do with him. You will have to face him. All things are naked and open before him with whom we have to do. It's going to happen. You can run around and pretend like he doesn't exist all you want. He is the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity. And you're going to face him someday and you're going to have to answer to him. 
Life without God in a cold and cruel world will expose secular philosophies, (laughs) their potential fortitude. Do they have any? Many countries have already abandoned it. As for us who trust in the Lord, we will continue to hope in the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity. I pray we hold fast through this rapidly coming onslaught in the wisdom and blessing of God. Trouble is coming. It's already here in many places. It's going to get worse, most likely. Uh, we'll find out today. Today is November the 7th in Uganda, and, and you know America is waking up soon. We're going to have elections in America. Uh, many countries have already abandoned their, their, uh, the left-leaning progressive psychos that they elected in, into office in their countries. It looks like America is about to do the same, and with the change in political wind could come some positive changes, but that's not the solution to this problem. You know, that, that's Republicans versus Democrats. That's not the solution. Now, that, it would be better to have people who believe in your individual freedom and, and are more concerned about your personal freedom than they are their own personal prosperity. Um, but, but that's not the solution. Now, I welcome it. Praise the Lord. Bring it on. Get rid of these psychos with green hair and, and, and holes all in their face and, and who are confused about the most basic aspects of life, like their gender. Nothing could be more biologically clear than your gender. And somehow, <laughs> and somehow we've come to a place where, I mean, science, in terms of science, the world, the world in, in, in the last 10 to 20 years has gone backwards. They abandoned the, the objective aspects of science. Now science is a political tool. It's a pawn. It's, it's used to badger you into, into doing what they want you to do. It doesn't mean anything anymore, at, at least in the mainstream. There are scientists who still believe in the scientific method and who still abide by objective data. Those men, you should seek them out and you should listen to what they have to say. Everybody else, you should just... <laughs> Toss them out with the bathwater. This present evil world has nothing to offer but cold fires that fill rooms with smoke on every side. Empty promises, false hopes, and unfulfilled dreams are all the world has to offer. But we sorrow not, even as others who have no hope. Our hope is blessed, and though we sorrow in this life, that's going to happen, unfortunately, our pilgrimage has a blessed destination, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Praise God. That's our future. Uh, we're not going to be swayed by the temporary struggles of this world. We are pilgrims. We are passing through. This world is not our home. Though we want to be here and function here as godly and as peacefully and, 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 and prosperous as we can, we're in the midst of a present evil world surrounded by men with evil imaginations. And, and that's, that's the unfortunate reality. Look to Jesus Christ. Stay focused on the word of God. Don't get caught up in political battles and trying to convince people of your political opinion. Try and convince people to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ before they die and go to hell this winter. Imagine that contrast. You freeze to death and then lift up your eyes in hell. So, so maybe let's get people the gospel rather than being politically motivated. 
I hope the political winds change. I hope we go back to sensible people who simply believe they should stay out of your life, give you the freedom to live your life, and let you, let you uh, worship the God that you want to worship without being badgered into paying for abortions and, and providing a cake for two homosexuals who want to go and, and pretend to be married and all the other ridiculous aspects of the, the progressive left-leaning psychos that we have to deal with in this world. Praise the Lord. Now, on to some good news, <laughs> mostly. My daughter, Bethany, amid this turmoil, one of my greatest joys is that my, child, my children walk in truth. October 5th was Bethany's birthday when she turned two years old. It is hard to imagine she's only two. It seems she has been so long time with us. We are continually amazed by her growth and maturity. In two years, she has learned and can sing dozens of hymns, such as Man of Sorrows, When I Survey, and Be Thou My Vision. She can quote dozens of Bible verses in full, including the entire chapter of Psalm 23. She loves going to church and does well sitting through services. Her personality is warm, caring, and loving, and she can be very funny. A recent conversation between her and her mother went like this. Kristen asked, Bethany, where is your hair bow? <laughs> Bethany responds, in the paths of righteousness. <laughs> she brings tremendous joy to our lives. We thank the Lord for such a wonderful child. Please continue to pray for her as we do our best to train her up in the way she should go. Um, Bethany is a great example of what happens when you, when you have high expectations of your children. I'm not bragging about her because she's my child. If she was a problematic child, I'd tell you. I would be very upfront with you about that. I, I you know, that I'm not. We're not going to have a disobedient, uh, um, rebellious child who has who who can meet no expectations because we treat them like a little child. We don't do that with our children. We treat our children like people. We talk to them like people. We don't talk to them like they're some dumb you know, incompetent human, we talk to them like they're people. We have high expectations of them. And when they don't meet those expectations, we first step back and consider, have we, have we properly prepared them for this? And if we have, then they're dealt with and accor- accordingly. If we have not, then we try and help them to meet the, the expectations that have been placed upon them and, and, um, and, and help bring them along. We would never buy into the idea of the terrible twos. We don't have a terrible two-year-old. We have a wonderful two-year-old. And she's not wonderful because I'm, because I'm uh, uh, indifferent about the realities of, of whether her propensity to cause trouble. She's wonderful because, because we, we have raised, to the best of our ability, we are raising disciplined children who are required to meet goodly expectations. And it works. It absolutely works. It works well. It works great. And, and we can't wait to see where it goes from here. Now, we're going to train her up in that manner. Where she goes, where she chooses to go as an adult is still completely up to her. Nothing we can do about that. Uh, but it will not be for lack of trying. And praise God for a wonderful child. Um, now, you haven't heard me talk much about Adrian. His time will come. Uh, he, he's going through the same process. He's seven months old now. He's doing wonderful. In fact, the next section of the podcast or the uh, the prayer letter is about Adrian con- 
Considering turmoil and incompetence often brings us to various government agencies Mm. and individuals. Bethany was born in a cabin in the Tennessee woods. Subsequently, we had her passport, birth certificate, and social security card less than one month after her birth. That, that was, and that was in the midst of COVID and all the other troubles and things that were going on. Thank you, Tennessee. Praise God for states that, 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 that are sane and try and function in a, in a, in a sane manner, in, in a competent manner. <laughs> Adrian is almost seven months old and does not have any of these documents. Everything that we got for Bethany in, in a month from her birth, uh, Adrian has none of that. Thank you to the U.S. Embassy here in Uganda. The only existing record of his birth is hospital documents and a Ugandan birth certificate. For several months, I've been trying to contact someone at the U.S. Embassy in Kampala for assistance, but my messages and phone calls have fallen on deaf ears. I finally found instructions online for reporting the birth of a child abroad. The instructions included an email address to send the necessary documents. I gathered all the required info scanned them, emailed them to the Kampala Embassy. For three weeks, we heard nothing back. <laughs> and I'm going to try to be nice here because we need to get this done. I really, I really need your prayer for me and for them uh, before this turns into something um, newsworthy, like secular newsworthy. Um, I gathered all the documents, sent it to them, heard nothing for three weeks, Uh, Though each week I sent a friendly reminder informing them I was still patiently waiting for their response. Praise the Lord, October 31st, I finally received an email. This is about, this is more than a month later. Uh, It it is at least a month later, but if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure it's more than a month later. Um, With a scheduled interview appointment, we are somewhat deterred that the interview appointment is scheduled for January 9th, 2023. It, I got the email October 31st, and they can't see us until January 9th of 2023. <laughs> there are not that many Americans having babies in Uganda that they are this backed up. It's just poor management, no focus on their mission here, their purpose here. This is our tax, day, this is our tax dollars uh, at work. Amen. Now, if something were to happen between now and then, causing us to need to leave the country, we could not do so. Not without Adrian. So I, I could maybe send Kristen and Bethany out of the country, but it, me and Adrian would be stuck here to write out whatever is going on. <laughs> Adrian has no passport. We have no means of traveling with him internationally. Please pray that this task will be accomplished as timely as possible. That portion gets under my skin a little bit. Now, the next bit of news is also a bit gloomy and strange. Um, and, and only, I mean, I, I'm, there may be other countries in the world where this would happen, but uh, <laughs> from a Western perspective, um, it's not likely this happens in your neck of the woods. Uh, maybe, you, maybe different countries in Africa, maybe somewhere like Papua New Guinea, um, maybe this type thing happens, but Pastor Paul Serenjogi is the, the, the pastor of our church here in, at Masaka Independent Baptist Church. Um, he had something interesting happen this past month. The turmoil continues, this time in a strange direction. Particular turmoil exists that can only be characteristic of Africa. Uh, may, maybe some other countries, but th- this is definitely an African issue. 
um, someone wanted to send a message to our local church in Masaka or to our pastor, one of the two. Some, someone apparently was trying to make a statement. The scene we stumbled upon did not come with an, an accompanying note of explanation. It appears in the night hours someone came onto the church property and dismembered our pastor's goats, mingled them. Uh, his wife found their bodies mingled in the strangest of ways. That's terrible that his wife had to find that, but that, that's what happened. Now, the only thing missing from the goats was their blood. <laughs> Everything was there. There was not a drop of blood. Uh, it looks to me like they took the goats somewhere, dismembered them in, in, a, in, a, in an odd way, kept the blood, took the blood, or drained the blood, or whatever, off-site, and then potentially brought the goats back and put them back in their, their cages. He has these little um, uh, stalls built for them, and their bodies were in each one of their stalls, mingled in a, in a, in a very odd fashion. Um, everything else appeared, all the body parts appeared to be present, but there was no blood at all. There was none. It was... <laughs> Really strange. Now, we have no idea who would have done such a thing or why. Please pray for the continued safety of our town church and its members. Um, we don't know what that was all about. It was an odd, sudden incident that we hope does. We hope it was a one-time thing that, that did not have further intention. We don't know if someone in the neighborhood is upset because of our evangelism. We don't know. We have no idea. We have no clue. Any attempt to explain it would be pure speculation. Um, so the advice that missionary Keith Stensis, the other missionary we work with here, gave is just give that to the Lord and move on. <laughs> so uh, please pray for the safety of our church. We have since installed cameras down by the church. We, are, we, are have, we have cameras on the back of the property. But we, we did not have cameras on the front of the property. We do now have cameras there, and um, hopefully that will prevent, uh, you know, hopefully it will deter future events of that sort. And, uh, but, but we could sure, sure use your prayer for safety uh, as, as inflation hits Uganda and, and, and the world. Um, it seems people, people are becoming more desperate and willing to do things that um, are, are not good, not right. Um, I suppose in the name of survival, I don't think that's a sufficient explanation. I don't think it's a sufficient reason. Uh, it's not, it's not good. It's not right. And they need to be dealt with. But of course we have no idea who did it. We have no, no idea why they did it. It didn't scare us. It just helped us understand there's some unbelievably weird people in this world. And apparently they like to take out their frustrations on goats. <laughs> All right, now back to the good news, Sunday school. Uh, the deepest of turmoils are still confronted by Bible preaching. Uh, you might ask, you know, when things are so hard, what do we do? Go to church, <laughs> read your Bible, pray, spend time in the Word of God. That's what you do. Uh, the Bible has the answers. The Bible has the solution. That's where we need to be. Uh, our admonition is the closer we appear to approach the end times, the more we should assemble ourselves together around the Word of God. So are we in the end times? Well, the apostles thought they were in the end times. So, yes, we are in the end times. Uh, so what do we do? Go to church. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. So I have taught the men's Sunday school class at, at Masaka Independent Baptist Church for more than one year. 
Three young Bible students have been attending faithfully and have grown tremendously in God's Word. I have now included them in the Sunday school teaching rotation, which is a blessing. And that's the goal as a missionary. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting and it's sad all at the same time. There's something wonderful about being needed and depended upon, you know, and, and, and especially in the context of service to Jesus Christ. Um, but the goal of a missionary is to work himself out of that position and to turn things over to, to nationals, wherever they may be, so that they can be built up in the Word of God and gain this, this wonderful experience, and then, and then they themselves can pass these things on. So we are teaching through the book of Matthew together. They need the opportunity to study and present God's Word in a teaching format and, and, uh, to, to God's people. Thus far, they're doing a tremendous job. Please pray for them as they, as they learn to study and prepare, and they have to keep it within a time frame. And, and this is good discipline, good practice, and, uh, and, and it's good for Ugandans to teach Ugandans. Um, as a missionary, the best you can do is find men and women who can be intermediate, intermediators between you and the, and the, co- the culture you're trying to um, uh, minister to, because you're never going to be one of them. You can, some missionaries have gotten very close. Um, some missionaries have more understanding than others, but you're never fully going to be one of them. And so if you can find those people that, that can relate both to you and to the people that they're teaching, that's a wonderful opportunity. You build them up, then let them go out and build everyone else up. And then eventually you just get out of the way and turn it all over to them and, and let God use them in a great way. Independence Day. Uganda celebrated its Independence Day in October. Pastor Paul gave me the privilege of preaching the main service that Sunday. With visitors present, we gave the people a vivid view of the author of eternal salvation. That would be the high and lofty one. I mean, it just makes sense. The high and lofty one that in, who, in, who inhabiteth eternity is the author of eternal salvation. And, and that's what we preached. And uh, please pray for the people who were there, who heard that need to be saved, that their, their hearts will be dealt with. Um, next, church members getting involved. Lately, I've been both impressed and saddened by the fact that our church operates well <laughs> independently of the missionaries. We have the honor of introducing them to scriptural ministries in service to Christ, but the men and women here pick it up with joy, and they run with it on their own. Again, that's the goal. That's, that's what needs to happen. They take ownership of the ministries and serve the Lord Jesus. Souls are being saved. Christ is lifted up for lost souls in Uganda. And the greatest joy of it all is seeing the core group who come faithfully, but now we are seeing others who have been more reluctant to join us come out and stand up for Jesus Christ. Please pray for them. We need more laborers. We need more people to get involved. And uh, the same is true with our door knocking and street preaching. And uh, I'll finish it up with Brother Gross. I've told you about him before on the podcast. Um, He's just a tremendous young man. He's faithful. He works hard. He serves Jesus Christ. He's just dependable. I mean, it's just, you give him a task to do, and he's on it. Um, I've tried to give him more and more responsibilities, and whatever I throw at him, he just picks it up and runs with it. He's just an incredible young man. He, he, I, 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 I don't think it's a stretch to say he is one of the, the best young men I, I have met in, in life, not just in Uganda. He definitely 
uh, as a Ugandan, he breaks the mold. Um, Ugandans are not known for their ability to be responsible. <laughs> um, it's, it's, and, and again, some, some people hear that and you're going to, it irks you. It makes you feel uncomfortable to, to hear a society characterized in that way. Um, but that's the reality. And if you can't learn to talk about the realities of other societies, including your own, I mean, this is not exclusive to Uganda, but it is characteristic of Uganda. Um, they are, they are an irresponsible people. Um, they're not necessarily lazy, though that is part of it. They just, they will go earn enough money for right now. I mean, literally this hour. And then I can kick back for a few hours. I don't need to do anything else. <laughs> they're very short-sighted and, and it's problematic from a, from a ministry perspective. Gross is just, he has grown and grown and the Lord is molding him and changing him. He is a, he is a tremendous blessing. Please continue to pray for him, and uh, I can't wait to see how the Lord uses him in the future. He's got about two years left in Bible school. I don't know what's next for him after that, but um, I can't wait to see what it is. So please pray for him. Thank you so much for taking the time to read our prayer letters and listen to this audio and all that we try to put out and, and uh, do what we can to help people love the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God, and, and service to him. That's, that's our aim here. That's our goal. Um, thank you for listening, and God bless. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can learn more about our ministry by visiting www.plenteousredemption.com. You can hear more Plenteous Redemption podcast audio at www.plenteousredemption.media. Please comment below if this podcast has been a help to you. Also, inform us of future topics that would interest you. Thank you again for listening to the Plenteous Redemption Podcast.